Hey everyone, Hannah again. Um, so sorry this episode is going up a little bit later than normal. However, I did want to hop on and let you know before the episode starts kind of what this episode's about. So a few weeks ago, we shared the episode um, of the clips from our SEO webinar. And today we wanted to share clips from the PPC webinar. So in this episode, um, you'll get to hear from Marcus and Nick all about like the upcoming Google Ads changes that are going to be taking place within the next few months. Um, as well as just some like tips and tricks on like how to utilize other advertising platforms to better leverage your Google ads. So definitely want to just like give you a heads up about what this episode's about because it does kind of just like jump into it. So yeah, I hope you enjoy. Going to Google ads very soon. The running joke here too is, you know, Google just suddenly decides to change everything at the drop of a hat for no reason. Yeah, they had some interns. They're literally learning this in college right now. And they get in, log in under my account to see, and they're like, this looks nothing like what we've been taught. Yeah, they decided to change that three months ago. So you always, constant learning is the other true key to success here. You don't know any everything. I don't know everything. And you definitely won't three months from now. Google changes a lot. Sometimes they're for the better. Sometimes they're for the worse. But you need to be aware when they happen. And if you're currently with a marketing company, you need to make sure your company is ready for these upcoming changes. So number one, advertiser verification. Some people see this as a lot of work. I think it's really going to increase basically click-through trust support. So basically, this helps people find out who's advertising to them. So it's going to be a little disclaimer at the bottom of your ads. And it basically shows, hey, I'm a real company. So I'll show you a regular ad and it'll have what we use earlier, Acme Marketing Company. That shows that's a real company. And they'll be able to click that and say, hey, here's founded. We trust it. This is a real company. If somebody wanted to know, and that's a lot of work, but honestly, if Google's done all that, I can see all that. I'm like, this is a real company. I want to go to them because I know it's a real person, not a sketchy avatar advertiser or sketchy medical practice just trying to scam me this is real so but that's important the way they're rolling that out now uh every couple of weeks we will have we'll get a new notification for whatever account they're kind of doing it piecemeal now but within the next three to four months this is a standard for any new advertiser you'll have to do that so that includes you'll have to have like a w9 and kind of go through some of these things basically it shows hey we're a real registered company hey we're doing this hey, we actually offer these services. It may seem like a lot of work. I think that's really going to help people's return on ads. So real quick on the why behind the what on this particular piece. Mm-hmm. Um, again, Google only makes money when they serve an ad and you click on it. All right, so it, understanding that that's the foundation, dialing it back, anybody who has a computer can open up a Google Ads account and start running ads, okay? If anybody can do that, then there's inherently flaws in the system. Right, because there was no accountability at any point to verify whether or not you're a real business, whether or not you'll actually serve up what you're promising, following up on on these things, and then that creates a bad user experience for Google. Google stops being trusted. People stop going to Google. People stop clicking ads. Google stops making money. That's part one. Part two is if they can increase your trust, keep increasing your trust because they're going through this verification process organic Google is going to start becoming less and less relevant and they'll make more money. 
it's all going to be driven by money, but you need to understand the why behind the what there. Kicking it back to you, bud. Yeah, and this is one of those rare things where what makes Google more money also is the right thing here. It's going to get you more leads. So your yes. interest, because the more people that are finding exactly what they need, the more Google will make in the long term because people keep coming to Google to find what they need. So the next one, this is a big one. We touched on it. Expanded text ads, that's a long word for basically what you already assume a Google ad is. Get your little headlines and your two descriptions, but that's it. Those are going away, and I know this is last minute, everyone, in June. <laughs> like, they're not a thing. So if you are currently running these ads, you need to fix it real quick. But the good news is the thing they're switching to not only is easier, well, easier, you got to write three times as many things, but it kills in performance. Right. So we try to keep ahead of these things. And this has been out there for about a year and a half that this was happening. It's just a lot of people put it off, put it off. It's not done. The performance is great. We talked about the importance of A-B testing. So instead of three headlines, you'll put, I think it's up to 12. But you'll have that and you'll have five descriptions, four or five descriptions you go through. But it's beautiful. Google will switch all the combinations, like different combinations of those headlines and the descriptions. So basically it's doing A-B tests for you. You can try out a whole bunch of things. It's, again, getting you away from that guessing game and saying exactly what people are responding to. Because you would honestly be amazed at just subtly changing one or two things or changing you know, your headline there can three, four, five X your results. It's crazy. And this way it gives you a clear way to do it. And also, as we talked about, it's showing different devices now. It'll switch to that. It's really nice. It will help you, and it definitely will help you now because you're going to have a bad time if these aren't switched over by June. Love to give you better news. There's just no better way to tell you. Sorry for the bad news. <laughs> it's coming, though. <laughs> All right. Last one. This is kind of a biggie. Um, this is a thing you don't think about, but is important. So in the past, Google Ads, as well as famously Facebook, if you remember, there's the whole thing of Apple changed how they handle privacy and Facebook is really mad about that. We'll leave that aside, but basically Google's about to do the same thing with the Chrome browser. And Chrome is, I think 85% of all browser usage. Like it is the big bad. So basically you used to have cookies. And sorry if you didn't know this, it's gonna sound really creepy, but it is what it is. So when you visit a site, it doesn't just track you on the site generally. Uh, if you're doing it, especially scheduling, it'll follow you as you've left that site and gone through the internet. And that's used to target and serve ads to you. But the thing is, that's going away. Because, I mean, as you said, that it's creepy. <laughs> but so it's, what Google is looking for instead is first-party data. Like, has somebody submitted their email address, things like that? That's what they want to target on. And the really good thing about this is, again, this is a change to do the right thing that I really feel like is going to increase your conversions and your sales. Because what you can do now is you can take an existing customer list and you know just names, email addresses, and even this is HIPAA compliant because it does, there's a really technical term for it, but it'll take that hash, all that, splice it up so no one can ever view it. But then Google can find other people that are similar to the people that are already your customers and serve them ads. So not only did you really increase and really show your ads to the right people based on your existing customers, it's all privacy safe. So it's a win-win for Google, for privacy, 
and for your business. Because again, that's getting exactly to the people you want based on the people you already are. So that's a big thing. Um, if you're relying on a whole bunch of tracking and cross-thing, this is really going to affect next year. They may push it back a little bit, but this is a huge thing. It may seem like it's far in the future. It's not. And you really need to make sure this isn't going to mess up your whole thing. Because if you set up your retargeting campaigns, which we talked about, very important on getting that second and beyond touch, they will break. Again, sorry, but the fun one, this is the serious part that you really need to be aware of. Because if you wait until the last minute, don't wait until it's broken to fix it. Because that's when everyone else is. That being said, there's opportunity. Because not everybody is taking it seriously. And if their ads break because they didn't pay attention and you're there killing it, that's going to take your business to the next level. For real. Yep. All right. Those are the big ones. There's a couple other ones. Those are the ones you really need to know. So with that, with these ongoing changes across platforms, Facebook, Apple, Google Chrome, all that, we talked about different tools for different tasks. You shouldn't just rely on Google Ads. You shouldn't just do Facebook. You shouldn't just do test. They each have their place, and all this works best when it's part of a system. So it's best practice to run ads across multiple channels to make sure you're getting the most patient and the most return on your ad spend. So how did you do Facebook ads? Didn't I just tell you they were, like, broken? No, I didn't. I promise. Just the way you got to do it changed. And, and that's part of it. Uh, so the biggest thing, instead of just targeting wildly, like broad audiences, it's going to cost you money because Google is cost per click. Facebook is more cost per impression than cost per view. And that gets really expensive if you don't do it right. So that being said, you can take all your conversion, targeting, and audiences gathered from your Google ad campaigns. You can actually import that directly into Facebook. So you don't have to guess who your audience is, which for a lot of Facebook campaigns, that's the expensive part, is having to figure out all that for stretch. You already know what works and what doesn't. You can import that directly in Facebook. And it's really good at retargeting. Because the key to doing effective retargeting is not to seem like you're retargeting. And it sounds counterintuitive, but you just want to stay in people's minds without seeming pushy. And if they went to your website, leveraging that with Facebook is a really good way to stay in people's minds, even when they're not sick now, because you help them, you stay in their mind when the next thing happens. If you stay in their mind, that saves you a cost per click. You don't have to restart the whole process. So it's very effective. Those two work really well together and they work better together than they do separately. This is just a quick case study. We have a urgent care out of New Mexico, and this is how we basically do exactly what we just talked about. If a Google Ads campaign, the way we set this up, and I will say right here, you don't have to, don't set it up exactly like this. This is very data-driven. This just gives you an idea of how they're different. So it's served in a 10-mile radius around the clinic location with those location extensions we talked about. And your ads are only showing to those people who actively are searching for urgent care right now, who actively, that's the beautiful thing about Google Ads. You're advertising to a person that's already indicated they need your product right now. And you're only paying for clicks, not impressions. We, the audience targeting itself, we have that a little broader because people are already actively searching and have high intent for your product. You don't have to get super specific with your audience itself. And you have less views because we've talked to impressions didn't matter is a great example of that. But we have a much higher conversion rate in booked appointments. So less clicked, but again, it's the high intent. The Facebook ads, 
and we do share data between the two. We serve that in Santa Fe, New Mexico, the whole city as a whole, instead of just that 10 mile radius. And we have interest, demographic and location targeting that we've gathered from Google ads. And we're using that to target on Facebook. Because again, we touch you different charge structure there. You're paying for views. So you're using that to build a brand awareness and to retarget. And it has a little bit lower conversion rate, but you're really getting front of people and staying in people's mind. So they're both successful, but they both have different targets. And we still get conversions off Facebook too. But it's good. You want these two things working together. And that's a broad view of how that may look like. You don't want to run the exact same campaign on both platforms because that's not what it's for. And with that, I'm too old for TikTok. I mean, y'all can see the gray hair. So Nick's going to lead you here. So, so, so I'm about to blow that myth up too <laughs> with this page. I set you up. Come on now. Look, I'm not. I'm. I'm only going to give you a teaser uh, about TikTok. I'm not going to go into depth. What I want to tell you about TikTok. Let me stop there. Marcus, outstanding job on Google Ads. Outstanding job on the content that you brought. Um, I feel like I have a much deeper knowledge of the way you think and work on Google Ads for our clients. And if anybody were to take just a fraction of that and take action on it, they're going to get a better result on their Google ads. So I just want to throw that out there. Awesome job. Thank you for bringing that. And I hope it added value to everybody who's paying attention to this right now. So he talked a little bit about how to use Facebook in conjunction with Google ads. Um, I want to just talk real quick about TikTok. TikTok is the fastest growing social media platform in history, right? A minute ago, I talked about YouTube being the fastest growing um, search engine. Y'all, this is the fastest growing social media platform in history. It's going faster than Facebook, Instagram, all of it together. So who's on it? Well, everybody thinks Marcus being one of those. Hey, go back for just a second. Um, yeah, go back for just a second. Oh, you're going the wrong way. There we go. Um, everybody thinks it's a bunch of kids on there. But listen, 52%, over half, are over the age of 30. This is the kicker for me. Most engaged demographic is 55 and older. Most engaged, paying attention, clicking on things, buying things from people. That's crazy. Y'all need to get on TikTok. You have to. It's the next thing. And I really believe it's not going anywhere anytime soon. The only thing I can really see here, Marcus, is that Facebook buys it and ruins it. Right? Like, that's the only thing I can really think of that could happen to TikTok at this point. But the ads don't have to be long. You got 28 to 40 seconds that you can put something together right on your phone and boom, you have an ad going. Any offer you would run on Facebook, you can run on TikTok, although the argument can be made that you need to deliver that message a different way, okay? Don't repurpose your Facebook and YouTube ads. Follow trends and formats, text-to-speech, popular songs, pop, uh, popular sounds, all of these kind of things you want to use to your advantage because really it's difficult to know if you're looking at a TikTok video or an ad. It's really difficult to know the difference for now. Here's what I wanna tell you. You're on the foundational level of TikTok for the ads platform. You're, I can't tell you it's gonna run forever. If you figure out what they have their hands on at some point, ride the wave until you can't ride the wave anymore. Ride it all the way to shore, okay? So I just wanted to take some time and encourage you to do that. All right. Important questions to ask your pay-per-click provider. Marcus, why don't you go through this real quick because you deal with it more than I do. Yeah, that's the biggest thing. And the reason we're giving this to you is not just 
say, oh, leave your advertiser right now. But a lot of times people are taking advantage of when they're paying somebody by them not knowing the right questions to ask. And so these are detailed, real questions to ask them. And I would think twice if they don't have an answer. Are all of my ads switched over to responsive search ads? We talked about those are going away in June. Bad luck, y'all. I think that was you, Nick. <laughs> uh, if I did, I might have tapped my keyboard. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to. You're good. We're just trying to subtly imprint that new freebie we're going to give away in the next slide. It's like a flash. <laughs> flash. Yeah, so that's a bigger thing, and I would ask that quick, because like we said, sorry, uh, we just now did the webinar. Was about up, but it's in June. It's important. So they're not going to show. So you can have a successful thing. If you haven't switched over, they're not going to show anymore. So are we gathering audience retargeting data from our ad campaign? Follow up. If so, are these privacy compliant? What I mean by that, whenever they click your app, you have it hooked up to analytics. You can see how long they they were on your page. What are they responding to? That's not only helpful for your ads, but you can see what language people are really res responding to, and you need to feature that on your main website. So basically, this is that tracking part. You need to know who is your core audience, and a lot of times, without digital, you have to guess who is my real audience, or you have an idea. If you set up your digital and Google ads campaigns correctly, you'll know exactly who your customer is. And sometimes it's not who you thought it was. You may have had this perfect customer idea in your head. That's not really who is booking appointments for you. And with that, no one wants to be the creepy tracking guy. So if you are doing that, make sure you are doing it in the right way because Google will punish you if you're not. And we talked about doing that creepy way that's going away anyway. So if your whole marketing strategy is based on that, you're going to have a really bad time soon. And at the end of it, it's not effective. Even if you're selfish and don't care about that, if people feel like they're being tracked across the internet, they don't want to buy from you. They don't want to book from you. They're going to have a negative opinion of you. Next, how do we complete a Google advertiser verification? This moves quick. If you haven't been asked to do this, check on this. It may not have popped up yet, but... They give you about a three-week runtime. And if you haven't done it by then, your ads are all paused automatically. If you're not checking in there, you wouldn't even know that. So it's important just make sure. Did we have that happen like yesterday or something to, to somebody? There's a reason I am so passionate, everybody, about doing this. We had a client not tell us for like two days because it went to their emails. Like, oh, there's a lot to do in two days. So it's good. Make sure you don't get caught flat-footed on that. Because there's nothing worse than being successful than having to restart because your ads got paused for something like this. So next, have my Google ads been linked to Google Analytics? This is something, if you want that, that next level link, this is a button click, y'all. Like to literally, if you already have analytics, which you probably do, and you have ads, but that shows, that makes them work together without any input from you. It makes your targeting better and helps Google show your ads to exactly who is most likely to convert. And it's literally a link, Google Analytics, there's a link to the right button and you click that, it's done. So if they haven't done it, it needs to be done. If you haven't done it, go do it. It'll really help. And you need to know what conversions that you're actually tracking. If you haven't set any conversion tracking up, be worried. But also look at what they actually are. I mean, are they counting a click as a conversion? Or a page, page view is not a conversion. I hate to admit, I wish it was. My numbers would be much higher, y'all. But 
a conversion is like a real conversion, like a contact form or a call. There are specific use cases, but there's a reason I gave you that small list because those are the things that are not only going to be a conversion, they get you more revenue, profit, and patience in your urgent care or any medical practice. So with that, if they're set up, are we targeting based on that? As we talked about, the more data a campaign gets, the better it gets. So you can just say, hey, we're really starting to see we give you more revenue from a patient when they call than when they do a contact form. You can adjust your bidding and your targeting. Say, hey, 10% more to contact form, so you really double down on what's successful. So these are the big questions. Pay attention to the answers. And these are not designed to trip someone up. If you are working with a quality advertiser, they should have answers to all these questions. They're not new. They're not gotcha. They should be the minimum acceptable. Because I've told you my path. The whole reason I'm in this is because I want. I don't like doing it the wrong way, and I'm passionate about that. Yeah, these are you'll all have these available, but these are a good way to uh, to see what you're getting for your money. Awesome job, Marcus. So. This is the thing we keep throwing up and teasing up, and I'm going to hold it up right here. So Hannah is going to drop a link to this. Here's what this is. We've tried to make a little worksheet as easy as possible for you. Marcus put this together, and what it does is it allows you to pull your headlines. It counts the number of characters. It counts the character limit. You can even make comments, maybe even a URL type that you want to uh, split test. And you can create your ads this way copy it, paste it right into Google, but you can spend your time in here fixing, split testing, making new things, making new ideas, making new ads, instead of trying to do it all in Google all the time. And now you've written exactly what you want to say, copy and paste it right into Google. This is a free worksheet. Hannah's going to put it in chat for us. You can link over it, save a copy of it. So just click uh, edit, uh, save new copy, and the copy is yours. We want you to take it. We want you to use it, right? Applied knowledge is power, not just knowledge, all right? So use it. We want you to use it. Hello again. I wanted to do an outro since, like I said, this wasn't like our normal format of an episode. And since Nick's not here to like send us on our merry way, um, I hope that you love this episode. I hope that you got a lot from it. If you have any questions about any of the things that they discussed regarding like Google ads changes, how to use different advertising platforms, questions to ask your PPC provider, feel free to shoot us an email at hello at urgentcaremarketingpros.com. Also, if you want to share a story or you want to be a guest on the podcast, we would love if you reached out that way as well. And as always, like, subscribe, rate, comment if you're watching on YouTube. Just all of the all of the little housekeeping things. So I hope you have a wonderful week and we'll see you next week. Bye.